0: M. S. W. Media.
1: Hi, this is Will Forte, and you're, for some reason, listening to What We're Drinking with Dan Dunn. You made (laughs) your choice. Go.
2: A glass, sit for a spill. It's time to have some fun.
0: Let's do a little thinking, some picking and a drinking. Well, this is
2: what we're drinking with
1: Welcome to the show. I am Dan Dunn, and I'm coming to you from Lost Property Bar in the heart of Hollywood, California, Hollywood and Vine, to be exact. Everybody knows Hollywood and Vine. And coming up, mostly from prostitutes. Mostly from prostitutes. That's how I know them. That's how. But now it's like a mall. (laughs) That's how you know them. Um, That guy I'll introduce in a second. Uh, Coming up in just a bit, we're going to talk to the joint's owner rhino williams not a prostitute not a prostitute he's not a prostitute at all but joining me now you've heard him now uh he is an author and tv personality best known having been a researcher for martha stewart living yes the pride of edison new jersey joel stein how are you man
0: never actually a prostitute but in a way uh yes it's really good to see you, man. I've just realized that it's, it's been a couple of years. It's been a couple of years since I saw anyone, so it's uh, it's good to see you and your your fantastic hair. You look. I always f- forget. Thanks.
1: Thank you. I do have nice hair. It's, my uh, God, the how much? Of me, what is shit. that?
0: What product is that?
1: That's just uh, spit. My just mom spit? has a lot of hair, and I got a lot of hair. No, no, no. But I
0: mean, what are you? Oh, using? I got
1: a. It's called Barlow's. It's like a little paste. Really? I get it at the Rite Aid. Barlow's really? paste, nine bucks. It's really great, great shit. Is yeah. it very
0: thick? Is it like a? Pasty. yeah,
1: I think, it, no, it just feels right. natural, yeah. kind of ish, natural. I'm
0: going to move on to Barlow's.
1: Okay, get to Barlow's, try it, and then send me a picture. We'll right. post it, yeah. Um, you are, uh, by the way, I mentioned you're from Edison, New Jersey. I don't know if you know this, the, your Thomas town- Thomas Alva
0: Edison. No, your town oh. is
1: named after a high school near where I grew up called Thomas Edison High School.
0: That is not how it worked. No? You went to th- you didn't go to Thomas no, Edison. No,
1: there's one well. near me called Thomas Edison. I figured that's what in they Philly? Named, where? named your town after. It was in the suburbs. That,
0: yeah, he's famous, so that makes sense. He uh, was not born in my town, but he—my town used to be called Menlo Park, oh, so he was the Wizard of Menlo Park. But then, uh, why he, did they change the name to Edison to honor? Oh, because him, of him to honor okay, him. Yeah, right. but then they built a Menlo Park.
1: I, I might need some whiskey
0: in Silicon Valley <laughs> near where I went out. to college. They built a Menlo Park, so That's it, right. you it went followed. The, you me. went to Stanford. I did. I, I was, was
1: wondering how long it would take you to it, work that into the conversation. It was
0: under two minutes. Yeah, Joel's yeah. always
1: wants everybody to know yeah. he went to Stanford. Yep. Okay. You know what? Fine. Let's just get it out of the way. Sure. I went to Temple
0: right. University, which, which is it, like
1: the Stanford it, of North Philadelphia.
0: It, it is indeed. Indeed.
1: <laughs> it is good to see you, man. And this is a, so everybody knows for the last almost two years since COVID began, most of the shows have been done from the studio over zoom, but I am starting to try to venture out into the wild again, because we used to do this show in the, in the nascent stages out on location and the, the uh, and Rhino here at lost property was kind enough to invite us out. And it's such a, this is a cool, place we're in right
0: now it's cool and, the, and i knew it was cool because there was no sign i would never know this was here you, you i would never be told about it because i'm not cool enough
1: yeah you you have, I, you I have live to co- seek this place out.
0: i live close to here yeah. i've walked by this street many times no idea it was here
1: so we're across the street from what like, the pantages is right here yeah i just then, saw
0: hamilton with my son last well, week well, look at that i would have come with him here yeah brought yeah.
1: him to the bar <laughs> Is he have a fake ID? Yeah,
0: can um, you get not, him in? I mean, is it is like a COVID like that uh, one? Yeah, it's that good one's enough. good enough.
1: So what we're what we are drinking. The show is called What We're Drinking, and what we're drinking today. It's very exciting, and I'm going to say this. Uh, I thought of you because I feel like there's a very sophisticated oh my. spirit that we're drinking, and I thought who did who do I want to drink it with.
0: Oh, that's well, who's nice. my
1: most sophisticated friend? He wasn't available. Right. And then I went the next one and she's out of okay. town and there was a couple more and then I was like, "Wait, well Joel wrote a book called In Defense of Elitism, which sounds sophisticated." Right. And so I here you are. Thank uh, you thank uh, you for agreeing still, to do this.
0: Still honored. And and th- what we're drinking is yes. Paul
1: John Indian single malt whiskey produced in is it Goa, G O A?
0: I believe so, yes.
1: Goa, India. It's an Indian whiskey. I'm I'm fascinated
0: by this. Yeah, we're going to
1: get it. We're going to dive into this. And not only we drink, we're also introducing, this is their Christmas edition 2021. This is hot off the presses. None none of this makes sense to me. Okay, so this is an an annual expression that the distillery puts out. This is the fourth one. Christmas, (laughs) not a big deal in India. I don't know. Maybe he's trying to appeal to the American audience. One would think. You would His think name so. is Here, Paul John. You on this. Let's take a little sip first. Okay. And then smell it first? Or oh yeah, I you drink gotta... wine.
0: I don't really know how. All right,
1: so we nose made. it. Now, what we, I tell you is you don't ram your nose too far into I that did. glass. We're drinking it in a Glencairn glass, which is a, a really good way to experience uh, a spirit, especially neat. And uh, you don't want to put your nose all the way in there because it'll blow out your your olfactory oh. senses can't handle the alcohol that much, right. so you kind of want to hover over it with your mouth open, actually, like this. So you're kind of breathing it in with your nose and but your you
0: mouth. But you look so dumb doing it. I oh, know you look. You okay. it. it
1: looks like you're about to blow the glass. Yeah, that's what it yeah. looks like. But don't let that stop you. Okay, so here we go. Wait, why is your mouth open? Because you're breathing it in rather than just nosing it. You're actually experiencing it through your mouth and your nose. Not you don't have to keep your mouth open like you're a gape or something. Just a little bit. It. Of, just like. And then let that, see, and then your your mouth starts to water. It's priming you. And then what I say you do, Joel, is you take a little sip, just a tiny little bit, and swish it around your mouth to sort of prime your palate for what you're going to experience. Mm. All right. Get it in there. Get it ready. And then you take an actual decent sip. Mm. Look at that thing. This is a non-chill-filtered Spirit, which means they don't chill filter it. Right, pull so
0: it should be murky, out it. right? But yeah. it's not. Oh, it's it is a little bit. It's a little bit murky. It's dark in yeah. here. It's hard to, chill
1: yeah. filtering filtration, as we know, is mostly an aesthetic
0: uh, procedure. It pisses it, me it, off. It
1: clears the makes the. But a lot of a lot of places are getting away from that.
0: Good. Now, yeah, infuriates yeah. me.
1: Which is great. So, like all their single malts, it's created from six row barley harvested from Rajasthan, which is in India. Again, we've established that to the foothills of the Himalayas. That's where they harvest. The barley. Oh, so
0: used. this isn't like one of those Japanese whiskeys that are actually just scotch. This is no, th- this they're is, making they're this. Making everything this in is India.
1: happening in India with this. I mean, this is a prestige brand, it really is. Like,
0: how much is this? This, sell bo- for?
1: this is a this is $85 a oh, bottle okay. for this one, right. but then they've got them in the hundreds. And it's it's kind of a, a lot of collectors are seeking out these whiskeys now. I mean,
0: what do you mean? These you mean, Paul John, not Paul John? So, are there other Indian whiskeys?
1: there are other indians yeah huh. this is i think he's about the fourth largest distillery in india right now he he started he established john distilleries in 1996 and they're the, yeah they're the fourth largest liquor company in india they've got a, a variety of products across all the categories it's one of the top 10 selling whiskeys in the world what yeah you learn something new every day. There
0: are a lot of people in India, even if most of them don't drink. There's a lot of people. There's a
1: lot of people. Yeah. yeah. Have you been there? You've been there?
0: I have not, but the town I grew up in is uh, very Indian. Huge Indian. Edison? immigration. Yes. Probably, if 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 you talk to um, Indian people, especially from the region who moved to Edison, anywhere in the country, they'll know Edison.
1: Where is Edison exactly? Where, where, where like, where is it? Is it in Central Jersey, North Jersey?
0: I feel like you don't care. I feel like you're no, asking. I, that. I do care. Okay. Um, it's about. 40 minutes from the city. Um it would be I think exit 130 on the parkway 11 on the um okay. on the uh turnpike.
1: So growing up, did you spend a lot of time in the city?
0: Yeah, especially as I got older. Both my parents were from the city. My dad's from the Bronx, my mom's from Queens. Uh and my dad worked in the city. My my grandparents all lived in some borough or another. What did your dad do? When I was little, my dad worked in the city for uh, for a liquor company called Renfield. Okay. I don't know if I've ever, ever told you that, but well, he he did, did marketing. Do you know this company? It doesn't exist anymore. It was a big liquor company. So if you talk to people from the 70s and 80s, like he would do the commercials for like Martini and Rossi and um, Gordon's Gin. Like these are very 70s sounding okay. brands. Yeah.
1: And now a word from one of our dream sponsors, Harvey's Bristol Cream, circa 1979.
0: David, would you like to come over for a drink tonight? Kate.
1: I can't
3: believe
2: I wrote that.
0: I'm glad you did.
2: Until recently, I'd never have invited a man over for a drink. It wasn't considered respectable. But this is now. And when you're serving Harvey's Bristol Cream, it's more than respectable. It's downright upright.
0: Harvey's Bristol Cream.
2: Say, David,
1: are you free Tuesday?
0: (laughs) So our whole, uh, my parents are Jews and basically never drank, but our entire basement, was filled with bottles of like creme de menthe that never went to market
1: so were you like the most popular kid <clears throat> in the world as a teenager like let's go to stein's house and
0: raid his basement you know we didn't really because it i can't explain it but there was a little and this will get to me being an elitist there was a little brief period my senior year of high school where i would come home and pour myself like from school at 3 p.m and pour myself like a chambord on ice or something that was ridiculous, right? Because we had every weird- Well, purple is
1: your favorite color, right? I yeah. yeah, I mean, anything purple. It's more red than purple. By the way, it? there is a certain, there's a, a dividing line, Joel, like in your life, when you right. reach a certain age- where you can't legitimately drink anything the color of a Saturday morning cartoon <laughs> character. So, shambord has got to stop at around 18. You know? I
0: think it did. It yeah. was a brief period. Yeah.
1: Blue Curacao, same thing. Yeah. The, the uh, Maduri, you got you know what I would bright drink? green melon I would, color. Yeah. What I would
0: graduate to, I, I probably did steal this from my parents' house, was the Gordon's gin that I would bring to high school parties and drink with uh, gin and tonic. Which sounded sophisticated. But it's a very sweet drink.
1: Well, what kind of do you remember? What kind of tonic you were? Using? You're probably using like supermarket tonic.
0: Well, no, I bet it was um, Canada Dry. Oh man, it's what? not. It's not Is too it? sweet.
1: It's oh, not? That's the ginger ale. That's it.
0: That's it. no, no, no. It was tonic.
1: Tonic. What I know, you? but do you remember the? I'm just doing the slogan. Remember, it's oh. not too sweet. It's a cool, refreshing treat. Canada Dry ginger ale. It's not too sweet.
0: I feel like I'm. Well, how old are you? Uh, we're not going to say. For the okay. record, thirty. Uh, I feel like you are younger than me because no, I'm, I,
1: I'm I'm right in your age. Okay, range. but
0: I believe the commercial was Canada Dry, is on your side, right?
1: Nationwide is on your side. Nationwide. Oh, oh sorry, yeah.
0: wait. Canada Dry.
1: So I grew up in Philly, Shoot, not I'm to remember. New, So the the commercial featured the Philadelphia Flyers. The Flyers were the oh, tough hate, guys back in them. the seventies, brought Street yeah. the So it would have it would have the Flyers, and the whole idea was you know, the well, Flyers don't like things sweet so because they're, they're, they're mean and they're tough
0: This is no ordinary can of Canada dry ginger ale. This is the Dave Schultz can. There's also a Bobby Clark can, a Rick McLeish can In fact, there's 21 different cans 21 different Flyers For a limited time only, every Flyer fan can own the Philadelphia Flyers Start your collection today, then mix them, match them, trade them with your friends The Flyers always play great on the ice Now they taste great on the ice Town a dried ginger ale. It's a not too sweet soft drink.
1: So maybe it was just for the Philly market. Oh,
0: there's. I got the New York feeds of all my tel- yeah. you know my TV stations, my WPIX, uh, and so they would never show a flyer. That would be awful. That
1: would be bad. Yeah. Um. What do you think of the whiskey? By the way, you liking this? I'm digging this.
0: <clears throat> you know, I'm I'm my first book, Man Made. I I learned how to drink whiskey because I'm not man enough to inherently drink this. So the McCallan guy came over my house and taught me how to drink whiskey. So I've appre- I've learned to appreciate it. Yeah. But is this, um, this is delicious, and I do get the Christmassy kind of, like, uh, notes. I get some, uh, some wet yak wool. And, um, <laughs> I think
1: I told you to say that back in the day, maybe. Um, I heard that on a podcast of well, here, Here's the thing. It's like, it, it, okay, so this whiskey's matured in ex-bourbon barrels, and then a, a bunch of di- and then it later goes into uh, Port Madeira casks to get, you're going to get that little sweetness going at the okay, end of it. I, yeah.
0: I do, I know nothing about whiskey. I know a tiny bit about wine. I drink a lot of wine. Mm-hmm. When you say Port Madeira casks, those are those are like oak.
1: Well, those... they call them pipes too. Yeah, they're, they're Port pipe. Yeah, but okay, cask. Yes. So they're they're casks that were used to age sherry.
0: So they started out as like probably French oak or something,
1: Could be, yeah.
0: um, and then they were coated with Madeira for a while.
1: They were they housed
0: for years. They housed probably.
1: sherry. Yeah, And yeah. then And so then they used the, the lot. They're used it in a lot of different products to finish because that. It just, if you put it in there for six months, it's just going to add that little layer of sweetness to the whiskey.
0: From the Madeira?
1: From the Madeira. Yeah.
0: And then you've lost, over all that time, the Madeira soaked up a lot of your like vanilla from the oak already. So you've lost some of the oakiness, but you gained some of the Madeira? Yeah, that's right. So confusing. Yeah. It's, it's confusing to me that so much of these spirits are flavored by wood.
1: Well, and how, how the whole chemical and scientific process works. I mean, I do, you know, my understanding from Indian. So what they're dealing with over there is that these whiskeys mature a lot faster because of the heat, the temperature. Yeah. The tropical climate speeds it up because I mean, that's what you're getting. You're getting evaporation. You're getting this. And the more, the quicker it evaporates from the heat, the the more it's like soaking into the barrel. You're getting this. So whiskeys that are made in hot climates, Mature a lot faster. So scot, you know, Scotch a lot. It's cold and damp mm-hmm. and wet over there. Way when you get into wh- whiskeys made in in you know either obviously in India, but you'll also get them that are made in say the Philippines or something like that. It's so much faster.
0: Came with rum. Must be faster, right?
1: Rum is quick. You're doing it down in the Caribbean.
0: How is this different? Like what I'm really interested in more than anything is how this is Indian, and then maybe that's like a wine way to think of things. But like, what makes this Different from Canadian or American or or Scotch. I don't think Joel's paying attention
1: because it's the made. Heat. It's made there. No, taste wise, like well, what the is, barley. It's everything. Everything that's in this whiskey
0: is from India. I, but what taste wise do you notice? Oh, that's like I mean, different? Well,
1: I don't. I don't. I mean, I honest, You. I mean, you can't tell. How would you be able to tell the difference? I mean, what I'm getting, I can tell you. Like on the nose, on this, the first thing that jumped out of me was sort of like a orange marmalade. Oh, that's flavor, You get that in a, you get that in a bourbon as well. I get car- caramel. I get a little coconut on the nose. A little berry action. You get a little berry action.
0: It's a it's a tiny bit hot. No, it's very, maybe
1: yeah, definitely. There's on the palate. I mean, there's spice on there. There's a, a little bit of cocoa going on. in oh my! Then, I mean, I'm getting a lot of the same flavor notes that I would get from a you know a, a Japanese whiskey or Scotch, but you're not getting you're not getting Peediness on this but i just think there's a ton of flavor going on in this thing yeah and, and and the other thing i talk about on this show a lot joel is i think especially when you're doing a home bar i think the stories are such a big part of the sure. the when you're curating your home bar you know everybody's got their staples that are in any bar but if you've got a bottle of the paul john on your bar mm-hmm. and you got people over and, oh what's that i haven't oh, seen yeah. that oh it's from india people want to engage at that point. They yep. want to they want to, you know, they want to find out more about it. They want to get in there and 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 you know, to me it's just it's it's opening up a whole new world of and honestly, this is really my kind of first exposure to whiskeys from India.
0: Yeah, I drink a lot of tea. So I drink a lot of tea from India. I don't know how that relates at all. It probably doesn't, but I it, I got to establish my elitism again. <laughs>
1: I want to talk about that. I mean what my first flesh When I last saw you, I think you were one of the first guests on this show, and we're almost at our hundred and fiftieth episode. I believe this one with you was either one forty eight or one forty nine. I think it's one forty eight. So we're almost at one fifty, and I think you were one of my first five guests, right? Yeah.
0: Are the others are, are the others still alive?
1: No, they've all uh, they, they they've made me sign a document say I can't ever uh, oh. say that they were on
0: the show. Oh, I yeah. understand that.
1: Been sued a lot. No, so when we did this uh, last time, world was a different place, obviously. So what has happened in your world since? I mean, obviously, COVID, but what have you been writing? I've seen your stuff in the LA Times. I've seen it in, was it the Athletic?
0: Oh my God, that's a while ago. Yeah. Which is
1: funny to me. Cause, you know strike well it wasn't funny to the athletic yeah. readers no, who they, didn't
0: they, I, I mean they dropped me they had a really funny idea to have me write ridiculous columns and I wrote really weird columns it
1: It's like having Dennis Miller on Monday Night football people were like yeah
0: no <laughs> it was worse because I, because if you subscribe to the athletic all you want to know is like who's injured who's getting traded like stuff for your fantasy team and I was like uh I'm gonna go to USC and see if the football coach can get me to run 100 like quickly like it was not anything anyone was interested in
1: I mean, but it worked so well when you did that for Time magazine. Joel, so everybody knows, Joel was the a columnist at Time magazine, the back page columnist, right? For well, You used to be in the beginning of the magazine, didn't you? I
0: moved around. So yeah, you I, moved around.
1: Yeah. But then at the end, you were in the back for... But how long were you at Time in total? 20 years. 20 years?
0: Yeah. Wow.
1: Well, that's a... That's, uh,
0: that's a human life.
1: That's quite a run yeah. there. And then... He was uh, unceremoniously let go. Yeah, no, were you? I think you there were. There was right? no ceremony.
0: Yeah, they, no. They,
1: you just were told you're done.
0: Yes. Yeah. Not even by the guy who was the editor. Why? <laughs> How did you get fired? By the guy who was my editor it was just like, I mean, in their defense, I had been technically a freelancer for like ten years, so I was writing for everybody. Uh, in addition to, doing... but I mean,
1: you to me to a lot of yes. people, you were the well, you were you were probably the most notable name and i don't remember a lot of bylines in time magazine but you were there so somebody that is so uh such a part a recognizable part of that magazine how do you find out you're done like does he call you text you you get an email
0: that's funny because this is like i have nothing but good feelings towards everyone there an amazing experience Wait, is
1: something wrong with your eye why are you winking (laughs)
0: um no but i hadn't been in that office i'd moved to la i hadn't been in the office in 10 years i didn't really know people there i didn't know the new guy who was the editor but i do there's a little part of me that's that i'm trying to suppress my ego and not be so prideful but i do wish the editor had at least called me and talked to me um
1: i get it man i mean we've all had shitty firings um i remember being it when i had my show on sirius xm and and
0: i was uh, on that we yeah. were on
1: that one too. And I got a call from the engineer. I wasn't my, yeah. it wasn't the person that brought me on and, and she was still there. And he said, uh, Hey, by the way, uh, the, the thing got canceled for next week. So yeah. said, what do you mean? Is something going on? He's like, no, I think it might be more like a permanent thing. I was like, huh? What are you talking about? He's like, "Why well, don't have your show's not on the schedule next week well, who, who told you that? <laughs> like, what do you mean? Did someone hand you a piece of paper? He said, I don't know. You might want to call. I won't say the person's name. You, you might want to call her. And I, so I did. And then the best was, she called me back like a day later. I just, I just sweat it. It couldn't even call me back that day. It was like, oh yeah. You know, we made the decision to move on from the show. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks a lot. What
0: do you man. drink that night? I don't
1: know. Well, you know what it was, man? That If you remember that show, I had sold Living Loaded, uh, my book, to Fox and we made a pilot and the sh- series was going to be about me hosting a radio show. So my agents at the time at WME, which I believe you were there at the same time, shrewdly sold the show to Sirius saying, we so... You could have the real guy and if this show is a big hit and it's the guy's from, then it'll be some what do they call that? Synergy?
0: They do call it synergy.
1: synergy. And then when the pilot did not get picked up the series. There was less energy. It was it it was a shittergy. Right. Yeah. They were <laughs> Sirius was like, all right, why the why the fuck do we have this guy again? Right. Yeah, no, he's he's done. So that was the end of what was that show called? Oh, happy hour with Dan but Dunn.
0: One of the things and again, I keep mentioning that I'm fifty, but I, but I realized as I got older was um and in, in, in mostly a sad way, but a kind of freeing way is how little we mean to other people. Like, our, Absolutely. Do, you, do you know what I mean? Like our experience with other people, they have some memories of them. Sometimes they're probably different than your memories. And the, the way you impact their life is much, 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 unless you're like currently living with them in a relationship with them and seeing them every day. Uh, as soon as you're not, you don't really have much. To do with them and much of an effect on them.
1: It's a lesson that life teaches you over time, and I'm sure you experience this, and I have, where you feel there have been periods in my mm. life where I'm like, I'm I'm irreplaceable. Sure, you yeah. probably felt that way at time. You're like, I'm the back page oh. fucking columnist. Oh. They can't. This magazine can't survive without totally. me. Totally. I would say that I, I, numerous times in my life, and without fail, life would teach you that lesson and go, nobody. Is irreplaceable and
0: oh, and not just at work. This is a life lesson everywhere.
1: Right. Just, but I mean, I've had, yo, I've had numerous relationships with, you know, with women where I'm oh. going, oh, she would never, ever break up with me. She's way. I too I want in you love. to do a
0: podcast called "My Girlfriend at the Time" because I feel like that's the phrase you use more than any other.
1: My girlfriend at the time. Yeah, yeah I've had a lot of those <laughs> over the years, but yeah, you know, I I do foolishly have thought, oh yeah, no, there's, I mean, she's. So in love with me, and then one day they wake up and they look at you and they go, "What am I doing with you and it's so fast yeah
0: i my wife had people write little nice things about me for my fiftieth birthday and presented them to me on my birthday and um and I read through them, and people wrote super thoughtful, nice things, but in the end, I was like, "Oh, right that's the whole effect I had on that person's life, and vice versa was probably three sentences huh. and then right then, my car died that I'd had for fifteen years. And I donated it, someone picked up my car, and I was like, huh, that was part of my life every day for 15 years, and in one minute, it's not. And it's gone. Yeah. And I this mean, is, this is not, not a, to I'm, get I'm,
1: morbid No, here. this is
0: not a big... No, no,
1: but I'm saying, I, I I will get, for a second, you know, when my, and you're aware of this, when my, yeah. my brother Brian died, Jesus, 11 years ago now, suddenly died, and everybody comes out. I mean, yeah. people you don't even remember, and it's beautiful, it's a wonderful thing. And the amount of support that I got was incredible. Every day, people coming to the house and bringing food and just offering condolences and support. But what really struck me was a couple of weeks go by, and and this is not a knock on, and people, life goes on, but it's really hits you hard when suddenly everybody's gone and you just go, so that's it. Like, He because in that when you're first experiencing it, it's like, oh my God, like there's this overwhelming feeling of love and my my brother's life was look how important he and not saying that he wasn't important to the but then it's over. Like grieving is over and now we're back to work and we're doing our thing every day and he's not here anymore.
0: Nothing speaks to the shallowness of most relationships as much as when you go on a dead friend of yours Facebook page and there all it is is people wishing them happy birthday for the last 4 years they've been dead oh yeah like nobody even knew like they're his quote unquote friends and they're making the effort to wish him a happy birthday without knowing he's been dead for years don't get me started on facebook
1: i mean my i got in trouble cuz now i basically i meta. i'm sorry they changed the name that's right so now it's new and not problematic at all but i i got in tr- i get in trouble so i stopped commenting on facebook stuff meta. but i remember meta stuff sorry uh that my favorite one was when they would say someone will post something and go, you know, Dad would have been eighty five today had he not died in nineteen seventy six. Right. I just find that yeah. funny. Like, and yeah. so I made a comment one time, and not a mean comment. I didn't think, but that I got attacked. I was like, what? what what's the cutoff? What's the statute of limitations on how long you can say they would have been this? Yeah, I mean. Yeah, no, it Abe, goes. How on. old would Abe Lincoln be? They do now? with Shakespeare, still. Yeah, like, on like, his birthday. No, you're. It's- Yeah, I guess I would have. Yeah, and I would have been the fucking king if I would have been born, and you know, but but it's like, no, your dad died when he was fit. And see, now I sound like I'm now realizing what an asshole I sound like. Your dad wouldn't have been 85 because he fucking died when he was 52. That's how old he is. He's 52 forever. My brother is 31 forever. And I'm kind of jealous about that now. I wasn't back in the day. And I'm like, man, he never, he never, his balls never started sagging. Mm -hmm. He never got man boobs. He never, you know, 31. He's always. Thirty one.
0: What is it? Live hard and die a
1: leave a pretty corpse
0: yeah. or something like that? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so now that now that I'm warming up to the heat and this is opening up a little bit, I have uh I have more questions. Mm-hmm. What what's the deal with this guy? Paul John. I mean, he's picked the most English name possible. What, I
1: know. Well he what, was he's an entrepreneur and he I don't know what he did before the spirits industry, but he is got Is he Indian? He's Indian. Okay. Yeah. And he got into the spirits business in 1992. As I said, John Distilleries was established in 1996.
0: Why did he name it Paul John? I think that's his name. Oh.
1: Yeah, his name is Paul John, Mr. Paul John.
0: That's not a common name is that in, a, India. Is that an
1: in Is that something from <laughs> India? Because whenever they correspond with me, they always refer to him as Mr. Paul John.
0: I think there there's a lot of formality in other cultures. In,
1: in India, yeah. Yeah. Because I don't get that. Well, I guess I don't say mister in Japan either, but, um, Hmm. but yeah, it's always, but yeah, Paul John is his name and he does this and the whiskeys win a lot of awards. They have, uh, other expressions include Nirvana, brilliance, edited, bold, classic, select cast, peated, so so they do have a peated whiskey, uh, Pedro Jimenez, select cast, Oloroso, yeah. And the Zodiac series, they got a ton of whiskeys. So I actually—they're
0: not aged by year. Like you're not telling me they have like. There's, an there's age no year. age statement
1: on that, right? Why yeah. is that? Uh, well, because first of all, age statement whiskeys hard to get. But it, again, probably the issue with Indian whiskey, and I, I might be speaking out of my ass here, but because it ages quicker,
0: oh, it doesn't, look, it and people bad.
1: don't want yep. the number; they don't want anything less than ten on that bottle because no. people equate that with being young and not yep. high quality, which is. Absolutely not true, but oh. I actually, uh, Mr. Paul John came to Santa Monica a couple of months ago and went to Wally's and he tasted me through.
0: What you met Paul John? I met Paul John. Tell very me net, about very him. Very nice guy, Tell man. me, oh. you're leaving this out. What's Stylish. he like? Stylish. How old is he?
1: He's probably, I don't know, my age, a little bit older than me. Oh, he's okay. A little older, yeah. i mean a little bit older than us. not a white
0: know. guy. He's Indian.
1: He's Indian. And he tasted me through the rain. Does he have a beard? No, I don't think he had a beard. I don't remember that. Wearing no. a suit?
0: What's his he, had a, he had a he nice his jacket on. Okay.
1: He's a stylish man. Okay, cool. And he tasted me through, and this was really my first experience with yeah. Indian whiskey, and I was blown away. And I said, "Wow, man, I didn't, I didn't know that it could. I didn't know what to expect, right. and it exceeded my expectations."
0: This is cheesy of me, and uh, but I kind of want to do something like, uh, is this lame? I kind of yeah. want to make some kind of. More Indian style drink out of this. I don't know what that means. I'm I'm picturing chai. I'm picturing chai, but that's lame. Um, Well, you know,
1: we could do this. uh, Nice segue there. I appreciate this. We didn't even plan that out. Why don't we uh, pay the bills? I got a a couple sponsors here we got to hear from. And please Is one of them
0: the the paste that's in your hair? (laughs) That's right. Barlow's.
1: New Barlow's.
0: No, from Barlow's. Hi, this is Dan Dunn. And,
1: you know, my hair. Let me see if I can do a commercial off the cuff. Hi, this is Dan Dunn. And, you know, when I wake up in the morning, I don't. Always look so great until I slather some barlows into my hair.
0: Do you do it before the shower? No. Do you shower? Oh, I first shower
1: and then I blow dry.
0: You blow dry. Got to put
1: it in dry. It's got to go in dry. God, this
0: is too much work for me. Yeah,
1: no, it's dry. Yeah. You don't want to let the wet looks for the kids. So anyway, here's what we'll do. We'll uh, we'll hear from uh, our sponsors who we love and make this all possible. And then we're going to come back with the owner of Lost Property, Rhino Williams. And maybe we'll have a cocktail He'll tell us a little bit about the fine history of this bar, and maybe Joel will finally get around to telling us what he's been up to, because I cut him off. I didn't even let him... Should finish.
0: I clap? Is that, is that useful for the second? Everybody's having a good time here.
1: Folks, you ready for some tough love? You ready to hear a hard truth? Okay, good, because I'm going to lay it on you. You can buy the finest, fanciest, most expensive spirits in the world to make craft cocktails at home, but if you use crap mixers, you're going to get crap drinks. Let's face it. Whipping up cocktails at home can be an expensive hassle. That's why my fridge is always well-stocked with Fresh Victor. Fresh Victor is a line of all-natural, clean-label cocktail mixers that brings the magic of Master Mixologist into your home. All the ingredients are fair trade sourced. There's no artificial anything. The mixers are produced at a 100% solar-powered juicing plant with absolutely no waste. Fresh Victor features seven unique blends with contemporary flavors designed to suit any palate. There's delicious combos like pineapple and ginger root, which I love with Little Vodka, cactus pear and pineapple, which I love with Little Vodka, and cucumber. And lime. I put rum in that one. And right now, right now, Fresh Victor is offering a funky fresh deal to my listeners. Simply go to freshvictor.com, fill up your shopping cart with some great mixers, and at checkout, enter promo code WWD20. That's what we're drinking, WWD20, to get 20% off your order. So if you order $50 worth of mixers, it'll only cost you 40. Yeah. You're welcome. Go to freshvictor.com, fill up your shopping cart, and at checkout enter promo code WWD20 to get 20% off your
2: order. That's fresh. It's that time of year again, New Year's. It's that time of year where we make those resolutions about dropping weight, answering our mom's calls, staying in touch with friends. It always feels like the perfect time to refocus on what we want in life. But it's easy to get stuck looking back on all of the resolutions we didn't keep last year. This year, there's one resolution I am definitely keeping, and that's making my mental health a priority. Make it part of your daily routine with Talkspace. Talkspace personally matches you with a licensed therapist you could connect with right from your phone or computer. I've been in therapy for years, but it's always been so challenging to find the right person. I've bounced around a different therapist and it's always, does this one take my insurance? Is this one close to my house? With Talkspace, you can do it from the comfort of your own home. Listen everyone could use someone to talk to. I personally deal with some anxiety and my problem at night is those racing thoughts that I can't turn off. I'm up all hours of the night thinking about everything that everyone ever said to me and how am I going to get through this. My therapist at Talkspace taught me some really awesome breathing techniques that help me calm my mind, calm my body, and give me a more restful sleep. Connecting with a licensed therapist on Talkspace can help you feel better and it's secure. No one's going to hear what you say and that's the best part. Let all that talk fly. Unlike traditional therapy, Talkspace fits your schedule, not the other way around. Talkspace treats your privacy and security as their top priority. You get access to private virtual room with just you and your therapist. You can send your therapist messages 24-7 and get replies throughout the day. No need to wait for that weekly appointment, you owe it to yourself to make mental health a priority this year. And Talkspace makes it easy to keep. Visit Talkspace.com and get $100 off your first month when you use promo code STARBURNS at sign-up. That's S-T-A-R-B-U-R-N-S. That's $100 off at Talkspace.com promo code STARBURNS. We are back.
1: I'm Dan Dunn. With me, Joel Stein, the author, television personality. What else are you?
0: Uh, I'm a father.
1: Fa- uh, father. Father. <laughs> son. A husband, a husband? son. You are so, You are a well-rounded individual, and I, yep. I'm, yep. I'm happy to know you. Thank you. Also, we've got a new guest on here. He is the proprietor of the fine establishment we are in right now, Lost Property Bar, Rhino Williams. What's up, brother?
3: Good. How are you, sir? Have you. yes thank you
0: for coming thank
1: you for having us first of all i love this is such a really cool looking bar it's great
0: yeah it's it is a, i love this very all wood, the wood brick so much wood
1: brick, brick and wood and
0: and classy if we're gonna do like an elitist thing there's all these books about jazz and like yeah alcoholic anonymous as well oh is there one <laughs> <Yeah>. that's nice
1: <laughs> so rhino what's the what's the first of all okay let's start here i'm, I'm all over the place you made us a drink and this is a fine-looking drink. This is beautiful. In a little coupe glass, we would say A little like, Nicanora glass. Yeah, a little Nicanora glass. And it's got a nice, uh, what's that, a lemon garnish? Uh, yeah,
0: the, like, like a lemon wing.
1: Lemon I, wing.
0: In, in 100 years, I couldn't do that with a lemon. <laughs> no,
1: no, this looks say, this is, you could do this. he could really not too bad. he could He could have you making this in 10 minutes. No I'm way. sure he knows this
0: stuff. No,
3: this is knife Now, skills. what what
1: are we having here?
3: <laughs> that one is uh, the uh, Paul John Oloroso so apparently they let it rest for three years in bourbon mm-hmm. barrels and four years in the Olorosa sherry casks.
0: Wait, wait, wait! So it sits in bourbon barrels and then they move the liquid to a sherry
3: cask. To a sherry cask. Yes, all these wine finishes with this PX sherry, oloroso. It's
0: all done. Di- is it uh
3: How can I say? It's a. Uh, it's something that these uh whiskey
0: producers do. You know, they uh, they finish their uh, cask. Okay, off. I drink a decent amount of sherry. So uh, 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 Pedro Jimenez yep. is like the sweetest. Thing you could possibly drink just raisins i mean I, I can't stress it's like it's like drinking maple syrup yeah i love it so there's a Paul john px which but, is but, that but, but my question is when that gets when you're just using the barrel the, can you tell is it the pedro Ximenez, which is the sweetest thing i could think of versus an oloroso which is not can you tell that difference yes in the, so it tastes much yeah. sweeter yeah you'll together notes of the px like raisiny sweetness mm-hmm. like you know
1: another way you could find out is by tasting the drink
0: or know. you could just No, no, because this is Oloroso. It. This is not the What, PX, else, is it, what right? else is in this? Uh, that was the Oloroso,
3: actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. I won't be able to. So we it. got some uh, apple brandy, okay. uh, chocolate bitters, uh, sweet vermouth, a little bit of Montenegro, Amaro, a little stirred cocktail, a little Jesus. lemon oil on top.
0: It smells This incredible. is a lot of things I like. <laughs> like I, I like the Montenegro. I have that Amaro at home. It's, it's amazing. Now, um,
1: Rhino, you're Welsh, right? 100%. What's the toast in Wales? Yechidaa. Yechida? Yeah, you go. Yechida? sounds Hebrew.
3: What does it mean? It it? It means shalom. No, it means uh, good health. (laughs) Yechida? (laughs) L'chaim. All right. Mm.
0: life. Oh, wow. Oh, that's lovely. That's wonderful. That's so mellow. Mellow. Don't you think? It's smooth, right?
1: Weren't you expecting way more of an alcohol punch? With all the
0: things you... And more sweetness, because you mentioned the Montenegro, you mentioned the chocolate bitters. There's not much Montenegro in here. Um for that one is a half an ounce in each cocktail. Yeah. I like this a lot. And it and it it brings out what was claimed to be the Christmassy element over no, here.
1: No, no, he's using a different one.
0: I mean, oh. Yeah,
3: yeah. That's this the, feels more Christmassy to me. there's a more chocolate notes in that one, I think. Yeah. That's you know, why. So, yeah,
1: there's a lot of so so Rhino, uh, tell us a little bit about your background and, and then how this bar came to be.
3: Yeah. Um I'm originally from Wales.
0: Uh grew up on a farm out there. what um, what do what are you grow <laughs> in Wales? Sheep. No sex jokes, <laughs> but that's not a farm. It's a a, far, a sheep farm. Oh, you call it a farm, not a ranch? Or? Yeah, a ranch is right. an American thing, I think. Oh, okay. By the way,
1: there was I. I got. I was sailing the Hebrides as, as you do. I was on a, a classic mulch. Remember the classic malt? We were on a hundred and five foot brigantine, sailing the the North. Atla- it's the North Atlantic uh-huh. out there, and and it got real crazy storm blew in and we had to go to this island that was this, this 1870 1880 yeah, exactly <laughs> you no know? but we go to this island and we had to like get there quickly and dock because the boat was really we we're in like 40 foot swells right so we get to this island called i think it was Krina or canna canna and we had to dock there and we had to stay for a few days and i'm like what there was nothing on this island and they and they said Oh, it's a, uh, the island is basically for sheep and the, sh- the shepherds come from the mainland and they do like two weeks at a time. And so the, the guy put it to me, he said, yeah. And I said, well, how many people live here? He goes, no population, 15 shepherds and 2,500 very skittish sheep. Wow.
0: <laughs> it's like a sandals result for there were no, There were
1: no women on that island. Let's just say the sheep were all looking over their shoulders. Yeah, this right. is the
0: joke he told us not to make. I know. We started that it's is... so easy, right? Okay, so you grew up on a what, you, what your people call a sheep farm. Sheep farm, mm-hmm. cow farm, you know, oh, both. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So we do the... Uh, and the, that was for wool or for meat or for... All
3: of it. All yeah. of it. Yeah. 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 My dad was, uh, had a, a sheep shooting contracting firm as well. So we got around to the farms... Uh, doing, getting the fleeces off, and you know, it's a it's a very different upbringing to being
0: in Los Angeles. And do people eat just lamb, or do they eat the mutton too? Mutton as well, yeah. So how do you decide when to kill them and when to shear them? I leave that to my dad. That's why I left the farm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'd rather I'd yeah. rather make some drinks. Yeah. So how did you get? How did you get into into bartending?
3: Um. So uh, on the farm I grew up was a bed of breakfast as well. And uh, my granddad had campsites as well. So I've been always around the tourism thing and around uh, 11 years old, I think it was. I got a job in a local hotel, uh, washing dishes. And then uh, in, in back home, we don't really have a bar back position, especially in old, 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 old hotels. So uh, the bartenders would clear their mess the night before, but I'd come in about seven o'clock in the morning early and clean the bar down, restock all the shelves and get everything done there. So I've always sort of dabbled in that. Um, and then uh, went on to work in as a bartender eventually, and then ended up working in a place in North Wales called uh, Scruples, and it was one of the very <laughs> yeah one of the very few. It sounds places. like
1: something in Ocean City, Maryland. <laughs> Scruples yeah. that sounds so awful. It's,
3: <laughs> Real is very much like that as well. So, um, so yeah, that was a, one of the very few bars uh, back in the early nineties when they allowed free pouring. Because a uh, uh, UK being apparently the U- an island nation, everything's done on optics. So you've seen the upside down bottles in the bars and stuff, and everything is like a, a full measured pour type thing. So as scruples, we were literally allowed. We had to take a, a pour test every shift, and then to make sure that we're giving the accurate amount of uh, um, a- milliliters or ounces of booze. So that's what my first foray into like cocktail per se was, and then you know I jumped on, uh, went around Europe a bit, and uh, eventually ended up in in the states. And uh, worked in New York for a long time. Well, why uh,
0: come to the States? Uh,
3: well, I originally came to America when I was 17 to go to flight school. So that was my whole goal. Is to why go. couldn't
0: you go to flight school in the UK?
3: It's like twice as expensive. Uh, and you went, the weather. So you went to Florida? Embry-Riddle? Yeah. No, I went to uh, Long Beach. Oh, long yeah, Beach. Long okay. Beach, yeah. So it's, it's cheaper to fly out here and the weather's better. So you get to do a lot more in much less time. And what,
0: what got in your way of becoming a pilot? Money. <laughs> oh, for the, the training? <laughs> yeah. So are most people Become pilots rich Or they went They were in the military And then they go to the
3: Either or You know some people, some people are able To do it through credit cards Some people are able To get loans Some people get their Parents to pay for it You know So you know My parents helped me Up to a point And then it got to a point They got too expensive And I was like oh, okay fair enough yeah. um, But then I You know Obviously fell back On what I knew Which is hospitality uh, So I uh I worked in the Canary Islands for a bit. My mum owned a, a, a restaurant out in Amsterdam, so I would go visit her. She's Wait, a you chef. You lived in the Canary Islands. I lived in the Canary Islands. A I,
0: I like the uh, the red wines from there. I did not see any
3: red wine back there in like. Is that, that right? Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it was all uh, Jack Daniels and blurry, blurry nights. So that Got one it. Okay. it was one of those kind of places. And then, uh, yeah, I worked in, uh, in Napa in Cyprus for two years in clubs over there. I uh, lived in Italy for a while. So, you know. I've, so you've been all over the place. All over the place. And just everything's always been around some form of hospitality, right? Uh, and then, uh, you know, I was 23 years old and uh, I was going to go and do another change of career. But this uh, is all before you're 23?
0: Yeah. How much sex are you having during that period of your life? <laughs> none. none, like none. I was
3: a virgin before I met my wife. That's no, not you, true. Not...
0: <laughs> but I mean, no, the, the, the life you're describing at scruples, et cetera, sounds like it was one. Phenomenal. It was, right? Okay. Phenomenal,
1: By the way, I yeah. had the worst joke in the world came into my head. Let's go. Can I just say it? I don't mean it, though. When you said that, I was going. Go, no way! I was a virgin before I met your wife too. <laughs>
0: oh, I'm sorry I interrupted. But it's a good joke, right? Yeah, I appreciate that. I just that. don't
1: know. I don't know you. No, so, no. I mean, my Philly guys, I'd have said that immediately. Immediately, yeah, everybody was a virgin before they met your wife. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, no I'm kidding. His, I don't even know his wife. No, um, no, no, no. No, Joel's um, wife on the other. Oh no, <laughs> never mind.
3: In my country, what you're saying now is a term of endearment. If we take the piss out of you, take the th- piss. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely. Sure. If, if we give the time to take the piss out of each other, then that means we really like each other. So it, the more more you take the piss out of me, the better it
0: becomes. I believe in your country, it's actually a compliment to actually sleep with someone's wife. Absolutely. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it like, it's like a cup of so tina biscuit. You know, Welsh, what I mean? <laughs> It's a
1: Welsh tradition. Yeah, I, I yeah. met <laughs> Michael Douglas once. I tried to talk him into that with Catherine Zeta-Jones, and he wasn't having it. Yeah, and so she's no, half Spanish. So, no, yeah. no.
0: Well, you're lucky because you would have gotten some kind of gener- uh, venereal That's disease. right he had,
1: <laughs> uh, right. He had Didn't he have something?
0: Yeah, I think there. She claims that she got it from him, right? There was there was something went on. All
1: right, we're going to cut that part out. Um, (laughs) So here's what I find interesting is here you are. You're from you're from a farm in Wales. You've been all over the world, Italy, flights go, and now you're here. And I would describe this area to people that don't know. I mean, this is uh, this is the Times Square of. LA for you know, sure y- y- we are right by we are by not far from a wax the museum <laughs> are. the Pantages is here Jimmy Kimmel's down the street the wax museum this is Hollywood Boulevard is right outside this seems like a strange place for yes. someone like you to and this bar to start a bar and this bar feels like an anomaly here. It the doesn't... whole
0: point of this whole neighborhood is the biggest, brightest sign to attract the most tourists, and this place doesn't have a sign. This nope.
1: feels like a this feels like a down home bar in Philly where I'm from, but not right? down home. It's pretty. I mean, like a cool, beautiful. But what I'm yeah. saying, like this feels like a. Authentic, it's not for tourists authentic yeah, yeah exactly it's authentic which yeah. most things around here are not
3: yeah it's uh, it's a bar of whatever you want it to be right so if you're from New York you can recognize it if you're from London you can recognize it if you're from Melbourne you can recognize it you, everybody has an association to this bar because it has that remind reminds you of, uh, of something of home right so we do say that this is like the cheers of Hollywood you know we're very you know tight with all the other bars around here the, uh, the workers all come here for drinks afterwards it becomes like the hangout after shift uh, what kind a, of workers are we talking about? Another ones that you were paying for last night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, they were, uh, you know, the restaurant industry guys, you know, uh, service bartenders, uh-huh. managers. That, you well, know. how
1: did you, first of all, how did you manage, because this place took a big hit, this area yes. during COVID, because I, I have friends and I'm sure they're friends of yours as well. Uh, I don't think it's back, Lono. Which was right yeah, down the street. Lono, an Lono didn't bar. make it. Was it a great bar? Oh. Uh, the guys that do Melrose Umbrella Company in the corner door, and uh, and I don't. Lono didn't make it, right?
3: I don't know what's going with them. I don't think they're going to reopen, but it's a shame because those guys do a phenomenal job, and I love those guys to bits. So it's a So
1: how did you manage to stay um, open?
3: Uh, one, I think what saved me was the square footage. we were a small space, right? So a lot of this stuff I could be done with a very minimal amount of staff. And that minimal amount of staff was usually me by myself. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we closed, uh, what was it, like in November, I think, was the the, the final close for us. Because we were, you know, we were not side, got permit to do outdoor seating. Oh. We had to, to-go cocktails. I would, like, do to-go pizzas. Like, just, you know, you just throw whatever in. You
1: have, I mean, whatever you had. I mean, it's an amazing testament. There are a lot of things, I think, we, we'll probably all, like, that i actually am going to be looking back on fondly about the pandemic, I mean, I want it to be done and over. But watching the resilience and watching what people in this industry did, whatever it was, by Some, you know, what's that saying yeah. by Rooker, Booker, Crook, or whatever, you know, to have to Rooker stay open to just whatever it is, serving drinks out of a window, you know, yeah. to go. How are you yeah.
0: possibly making pizzas? Do you have, you have yeah, a kitchen? kitchen in the back there, oh, yeah. you do? Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah, yeah. Can no, I give you a very odd compliment? 100%. Because I love... Uh, the whole look of this place. But one thing I really appreciate is in the bathroom, you uh, have the, as as someone who vaguely cares about the environment, you have the electric, the electric hand, hand dryers. dryers yeah, yeah. But you don't, what pe- most places do is they give you the option and also give you the hand towels. Right. Yeah. Which everyone will choose because it's easier. Also, they'll stick it down the toilet and block the drains
3: and we're, nobody gets a bathroom. Why give them the choice? Just make, yeah. you have to force people to do things. Yeah, those things are expensive as well. So. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I, I not, that's my hobby horse for today. I like. It. I like that you you notice those things, yeah. Joel.
1: That's yeah. Uh, very astute of you. <laughs> this is why I, I don't
0: go to bars. I bring yeah. the party down immediately.
1: <laughs> so and and the drinks are good. Yeah. Thank you. It. This isn't. This is, is an, this this is is an so absolutely good. delicious cocktail. Now, do you do? You, obviously, you sell a lot of Paul John, right? Do, do
3: we, we do. Yeah, yeah. We actually, uh, I think, probably the only bar that puts Paul John in the well. Like we have it on our rail as a, as our single malt option.
1: When you tell them what it is, what's the reaction?
3: Um, You know, what I kind of kind of lucky with with lost property that um, what I've learned is that you know you gain trust by having a conversation, right? So education is a big part of what we do here at Lost Property. We run a bar school out of here. We know, we, we we know, but we we do the education part without slamming it down your throat. So people look to us for recommendations all the time. So we're we're at a position now when we say, hey, we re, you know I know this is not a Scot, uh, a single malt from Scotland. It's a phenomenal single malt from Goa, and we give them the whole spiel about you know the the whole in the Indian industry when it comes to scotch and all that. Oh, scotch, sorry, don't say scotch. Single, whiskey, a w- well, single malt whiskey, uh, and uh, they we get a you know great partnership with Paul John as well. So I'm all about driving and pushing, you know, not. You know, so when we say like we like a, a, a single malt, we give them the spiel, and people go, like, "Yeah, yeah, that's really cool, that's
0: really interesting." You know, so people. Can, can do- I quickly get this spiel? Because when I'm looking at this bottle and tasting this, and not knowing much, it's when you buy a Japanese whiskey, it you have the Japanese lettering, you know, it's from Japan. This, the, the word India is very small. Indian's very small in here. There's a little elephant towards the bottom, but other than that, it feels very colonial. Yes. Yeah so it's exactly yeah so so tell me what's going on like what, what's the spiel
3: i think that's what it is it's like they, they they're not throwing on the whole fact that oh you know do the stereotypical like you said of the hollywood boulevard thing what we do here right we keep ourselves nice and tight with not no flashy signs and stuff no Let, sign period yeah right? exactly but but, <laughs> but with the, the, these guys as well they're not like selling the fact that it's uh an Indian product first, I don't believe. I think they're selling it as a single malt and it keeps up with any of the other single malts that are out there. If there is produced in Taiwan, if it's done in Scotland, if it's done anywhere else, right? So I think they're just using them. This is my own personal opinion. Don't quote me on any of this, but I feel like Paul, John, what they oh, do. I don't know
1: if you're aware of this. We, with are, recording. Mic- we are recording. The microphone turned on in front of you. I'm not <laughs> quoting you. You're actually saying it. Yeah,
3: exactly. <laughs> well, it's the first time I've ever done a podcast. I can tell. Um, but the, you're, yeah. a na-
1: you're a natural man. You really are. Oh, I
0: don't man. know about that. But, but, uh, sexy voice, very sexy voice. Yes, that's
3: yeah. it. If only I was a Tom Jones, the real, the real, the real <laughs> Prince of Wales. But yeah, I think they they, they should have the marketing part to be more about look at us as a single malt. Don't look at us as an Indian product
0: that produces but a if, single malt. If I were to buy this in India, would it look like this? Yeah. So okay, when you say colonialist, that's—I mean, if you buy an, a Japanese uh, whiskey, it's not trying to like brag about its Japanese, but it looks Japanese, right? This doesn't—that yeah, that looks could be a, a, out of Scotland, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that, that could be
1: a—that could be a decision also based on maybe the thinking is if you made it look overly Indian. That might be too exotic for people. Yeah. Now, Japanese whiskey took a long time for people to sort of embrace. Right. And so as, as, you know, one of the sort of the, I mean, what other brands in America, I can't think of any Indian whiskey brands.
3: I saw one yesterday. I just can't remember. It was in uh, K&L down the road over there. It was One of the brand I saw, and but they definitely had more of a nod.
0: But un- unlike wine, you can make whiskey or beer anywhere, right? Yeah. Okay. You can grow this.
3: Yeah, you talk about regionality, like like a champagne has to come from a
0: champagne. No, I'm talking about wine itself. They're just places you can't make wine. You can't grow grain. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But grain is grain, right? So, yeah, yeah, you can
1: make it anywhere, and then, I mean, the rules come into play about what you can call it. Right,
0: you
3: know, whiskeys
1: yeah. that whiskey's the, the category, and then you've got but Scotch, wh- it's got to be Scotland, you know. Well, Japan, they're, is, they're, whiskey, they're sort of don't... tightening the rules up in Japan a little. It used to be more of the Wild West there, yep. in terms of, you know, they would just bring in the juice, slap a label on it, and call it Japanese whiskey.
0: Is there whiskey from everywhere? Like, can I buy African whiskey? Can I buy South American whiskey? Yeah. Can yep. I, okay, for the most part, yeah. yeah. Yep. I mean,
1: it's anywhere you can, right. you can distill, Everyone you can makes ferment whiskey. and distill anywhere, and right. almost with anything, you can make spirit out of virtually any starch source there yep. is. Yeah. You know, so, right. Um, in terms of what people are going to buy, what Americans are going to buy, I think it's people here are stubborn. I think yep. in terms of what they'll embrace, people are. Not just here, I think all over the place, right? Yeah. They're stubborn and it takes a while. You got to bring the quality right off the bat, but then that's just a small part of it. Then then the thing is like, yeah. if I say to most people where I grew up in Philly, hey, we're going to have some whiskey. Do you, want, do you want one from India or do you want bourbon or scotch? They're all going to say bourbon, then scotch and India.
0: Is Canada a hard sell too?
1: Because most of it's not. Great, okay. well, <laughs> I mean, I don't. I, I don't love a lot of Canadian whiskeys. There's yeah, some good Canadian, but I mean,
0: it's very light, isn't
1: it's, it? So oh, it's very light the profile. Oh. I mean, but Indian whiskey, just you got to get past that. Yeah. People's people what, are going to have. What to, is
0: the Goa spiel that you give patrons?
3: So because of where on the geography where Goa is, when you're distilling over there, especially aging, because it goes from really high temperatures to low temperatures, you know, you know the the the, the so the way that the 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 flavouring from the the barrel gets into the into the whiskey right on the ageing process the wood sucks the the spirit into it and then kicks it out based on the temperatures right so let's say and I again just using like a, like a term like a maybe a twelve year old whiskey in Scotland you can achieve the same flavour profiles in maybe four years in India because the, the extremes of the temperatures and stuff the way that it, it gets itself in and out of the wood you know
1: that's what I was trying to tell you earlier but, but a Scotch person would say what, what in about.
0: response to what you just said. I don't know what they'd say, actually. Well, because in Scotland, it's colder, it's so it, colder. Takes, it, takes it takes a lot longer, longer but for they, that to I happen. assume they would tell you it's way better to do it over time, right?
1: Sure.
3: At, at the end of the day, if, you, if you're if you blind tasting and they, they both taste phenomenal, and then you tell somebody, oh, that's a four-year-old and that's a 12-year-old, at the end of the day, as long as it tastes good, it doesn't really matter how long. So is this, but, in we, your opinion, but we
1: did touch on this earlier. There's a stigma. They don't want to put low... In fact, I was just <laughs> in uh, Vegas and we had a... Artbag actually puts out a five-year, and they yep. put the age statement on there yep. because they feel like that's that's what works for them. But that's rare. Mo- they're not going to put a young age statement. Anything under 10, you're never going to see because people equate it.
0: So with- is this a good uh, deal financially because it, it, they're able to do it more quickly, or it doesn't really translate like that? Honestly, I don't know. Okay, I don't know the answer. Yeah, yeah. Honestly. I don't know what the we'll have economics are. You know, yeah, right? I don't know what the economics no, are. No, I mean for it. you as a purchaser.
3: Oh yeah, I get a good price on it and it, it it makes sense to me and it's a you know it's more i i i could find um a less expensive uh single multiple in the well, but I feel like we're giving stuff away a little bit. It's like I'd rather have you know oh my, my my well rail is the best I can get at a price point sell okay you know, yeah and this so.
0: this has a pretty good deal to it compared to yeah you uh, know
3: but also i get i get um how can I say they're very supportive? So I do a lot of outdoor other events and Got stuff, it. and I, I like the product. And we've done an education here with uh, Paul John himself at the location. Super nice guy, you know. Really nice guy. Yeah, really I mean I nice had guy. lunch with him. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. super nice, you know. So um, I think there's a lot to do with that. You know, there's you have your whiskies, but what we always say as well that each
0: bottle has a I narrative. Need to know more about Paul John. Does he have well, a walking stick.
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> he's a, he, no no. Who is this but, guy? You were just t- you were just touching on something that Joel and I talked about earlier. The narrative. Narrative. And this is is what I said when you're especially during COVID, I think people really got into you know putting together a good home bar and everything. I think it's critical. 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 That's how important this is. God.
0: Or, okay, keep going. <laughs> advisable.
1: Advisable. All right, to, we were, big step down. To have some stuff behind your bar that has a story to it. I mean, everybody's there's going to yeah. be certain things your every home bar is going to have, but how many people have a bottle of... Uh, single malt scotch from, from India. Right. You they have don't.
0: to go to Goa to improve your story.
3: Hopefully go in there in March. Are you to, really? To a wedding.
0: Oh, an Indian wedding? That's like a multi multiple day event. Like that's Yeah, a three day event, I think. Oh, that's going to be
3: phenomenal. It, it, it all depends on what's going on with COVID because my youngest daughter hasn't been injected yet. So oh. if she gets to well, get... Well, it's going to happen next week. why she, she over five? or yeah, yeah, she's 11. Oh, you're set. You're yep. set. Yep. So it's all based on that. So, But yeah, I'm very excited. I have... I've, uh, I
0: don't know. I've I'm, always not la- getting,
1: I'm not getting my kids vaccinated. You don't have kids. You, you know why?
0: Because you don't have any. Sorry, yeah. we jumped on it. <laughs> Damn it.
1: I'm like stepping on my joke. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, well, listen, we could do this forever, but I, I'm going to say this right now. I want to lay this out. I would love to come back and do another episode here with you, Joel, in this bar. Make this a semi-regular thing, because I, I like it over here.
0: I'll be here later tonight.
1: And I live in Venice. To venture all the way over here, is a bit of a trek. I, I had to call Rhino and have him talk me through the whole process of, you know, finding a place to park and all that other stuff. Parked was, on the street. How hard is that? <laughs> I parked in the parking lot because I wanted to pay money. <laughs> uh, but uh, it is. So when, when can people come here, you just open at night, I'm assuming, right?
3: Yeah, right now we're open uh, Tuesday through Sunday, 6 till 2 a.m.
1: And again, everybody, it's right at the corner of Hollywood and you couldn't be more Hollywood than where this is. And yet when you walk in here... It feels like you're being transported somewhere else.
0: My favorite question to a, a person who owns a bar or a restaurant what's the craziest thing someone has either stolen or attempted to steal?
3: Ooh. Uh, those cases over there, they, they, they went those out. Those giant suitcases? Yeah, those guys were uh, under somebody's arm at one point. But when we first opened, we were such a, we had so little money to get this going. That's where the whole lost property thing comes from. Um, I don't know if you've got time, but the whole lost property comes from... In, in London, there's these offices all over. So if you lose your backpack or your umbrella or whatever uh, on public transportation in London, there's lost property offices you can go and claim off of it, right? Because I was on this route. So we decided to call it lost property. And then everything in this bar has been reclaimed from other bars, other restaurants, and then in order to, couldn't afford a social media manager, so what we did is go to a a charity store, bought like 200 bucks worth of like, you know, stuff, and people were allowed to take that stuff away as long as they posted it on Instagram. So people were allowed to take it, but at one point we had three girls come in here, and they took everything because they just moved to la they had no money and they wanted to decorate their apartment and i was like go for it <laughs> really that's amazing have you ever
0: seen their apartment <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs>
1: wait something in your eye why are you winking
0: uh,
1: uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah. i used that joke earlier it never fails though it works every time and joel stein uh where can people see so we didn't even get here, we didn't even right get here at lost there. property you have uh, let, let's just cover this joel didn't no. do shit during COVID. You didn't you, do anything. you didn't write did you write another book no. Nope. Are you in the middle of writing another book? Not really. Not really. D- d- do you get a new gig anywhere? Nah. No.
3: You can start bartending with me over here. He's over here.
1: Yeah, I- I like bartending. Bar-tending. I'm
0: going to make this. This is delicious. No problem. I
1: guarantee you, if you spend 15 minutes with him, you could make this drink, you could make that garnish look exactly that way. Maybe that's the next episode we do. I did
0: write a piece over um, for Food and Wine over the COVID in which I this bartender named Ivy Mix zoomed oh, yeah, with no, me. I yeah, read, Ivy's I read the I, piece. Yeah. All right. All right. I, Ivy's a Ivy, friend. Okay, yeah. <laughs> no, hey, hey, Ivy's been on this show okay, numerous I've, times. Sorry. I thought I was name dropping. But I failed. She taught me how to make cocktails because I am not... I'm a wine drinker. And I think... I didn't think much of cocktails. So she taught me how to make cocktails. And so then... I, to test them, I brought them to your friend, Aisha Tyler. I drove them to her apartment.
1: We're like we're just name-dropping
0: this shit. I'm, uh, anyway, it's funny
1: you say that, because one time I was talking to Aisha about the time I hung out with Jack Nicholson. and <laughs> the, But one, okay. one
0: thing she commented was she uh, asked if I owned a knife or if I cut the lemons with my own hands. <laughs> because they were they were nothing like this. I made a disgusting mess of of whatever that was. This is Just, a
1: very this is a uh, wow. This is carved beautifully, right? yeah. it,
0: And I will make because I, I, I'm going to steal this bottle from you, this Paul John. I'm going to make this very drink at home, yeah, possibly tonight. Yeah, I'll give you the will recipe. You give me okay. Thank 100%. you. I like this very much. Glad you okay. like it.
1: Rhino. One last question: Is Rhino your real name? No, it's not. Where did Rhino come from?
3: Uh, from scruples. <laughs> so re- i have a welsh name that nobody can pronounce and in my business i think i meet about i don't know hundreds of people a week and i introduce myself whatever so my life would be
0: twice as long we as need to I'd hear explain. the welsh name so it's Rinalt avion williams wait well, i do the f- do the first name again Rinald. but do it without the the extra are you going to do phonemes? it in, like in american yeah <laughs> <laughs> how would you spell that
3: r h i n a but, so that's oh, where okay. Rhino
1: comes I get it,
3: alright Well, the Rhino came from uh, working at Scruples And, uh, you know, I have a There's a bull in a china shop And there was a Rhino behind the bar So that's where the Can we ask him to say
0: one thing in Welsh? Like, uh, um, like tell me in Welsh The most horrifying thing that happened at Scruples uh,
3: Somebody
1: cocked?
3: No, I just said, okay. if I had to say that in Welsh, some people understood it, then somebody might end up in jail. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, Rhino, where do you got a, you on the uh, social medias out here?
3: Uh, yeah, Lost Property Bar is uh, the Instagram handle. My one is Rhino Cocktails.
1: And, and again, everybody, really, if you're in, if you're in LA, you got to swing by here. There's a really cool joint and uh, Rhino makes a mean cocktail. Joel Stein is at the Joel Stein. I know this off the top of my head, right?
0: Wow, right? You're oh, not looking I'm, at anything, yeah. No,
1: I'm not looking at it. I'm looking at the sky. Stalker. <laughs> at the, I follow Joel every day. I'm on there thinking maybe he'll re-tag me in something. Tag me? Tag me? I don't know. And of course, I'm at the imbiber at WWD underscore podcast. Um, oh, that's
0: too much. Uh, it's was, a lot of oh stuff going on there. I, but I didn't think you were going to stop there. I
1: want to thank you both guys for, for being on the show. I, and, uh, Paul John for this whiskey that's lovely. Of course, everybody out there that's listening, I know there are 7 million fucking podcasts in the world, and the fact that you're choosing to spend time with me on this one means a lot. Coming up, uh, either next episode or the one after that, we're going back to New York City live from the Stand Comedy Club during New York Comedy Week. We're we'll going to be doing the show there live with Big Jay Oakerson, uh, Justin Silver. It's going to be a, an extravaganza I don't know if there's anything more to say other than I want to just continue to enjoy this cocktail. Gentlemen, many thanks for being here.
3: Thank you very much. Thank that's you for all we
1: got.